0: When you come home and you're kind of depressed by not doing sports anymore and not being this identity you have been so long uh, this is hard, a tough time but if you have a wife who is pregnant in this uh, birth preparation course with with these nurses and so, so they tell you well your wife is going to have different hormones right now just put them Uh, give them a tea and a massage and uh, don't take everything so serious what she's talking about at home so men get prepared for this hormonal change their wives or the mothers of the unborn babies will have go through to be more aware of what happened to your partner but nobody explains the partner of a professional sportsman how to deal with him when he's going into the transition so that he needs a new New purpose. He needs a new work. New, uh, this is all part of the uh, the science about uh, transition, uh, as I learned through. So, this is what I want to do: I put to um, tell the players and the clubs to be more aware of uh, what's what's happening next after their end their career.
1: Hi I'm Naomi Murphy and this is the Locked Up Living podcast where we talk with a wide range of people about harsh aspects of institutional life.
2: We also explore some of the ways to overcome them and to grow and develop. I'm David Jones. So join us every Wednesday morning six o'clock UK time for a fresh podcast.
1: Hi, so today's guest is Jan Rosenthal, who's a former professional football player and has played for German first league clubs like Hanover 96, SC Freiburg and Eintracht Frankfurt. He's now 37 years old and lives with his two kids in Oldenburg, northern Germany. And Jan, you were described by Jonathan Harding as being ahead of your time. And Jonathan writes, the youngster who swapped the German countryside for Hanover's academy was one of Germany's rising stars, but his love for the game waned the longer he was in it. Football demanded so much of him that there was little room for, every, for anything else. And you've previously said of your footballing career, every day you're physically in the fight or flight mechanism. So much happens unconsciously that there's no space to find a way through. So today, you're trying to work with individuals and clubs to make sure that players have the space and time during their career, the the time that you didn't have, to deal with feelings that can affect both lives and performance. So really pleased to have you here today. Welcome.
0: Thank you very much. I'm really glad to to, um, be guest at your podcast.
2: Yeah. Hi, Jan. Thanks for coming along today. Jan, you've spent many years working as a professional footballer, before training as a system integrative coach can you tell us something about your career path in football
0: uh yes sure like i um i started my career i think at the age of four or five uh, when everybody starts his football career just running after the ball in in my countryside club Um, my dad was my coach like for the first five six years and then at the age of 12 there they began all these selection stuff first from from the countryside the 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 lower radius and then uh like one hour away um like 80 kilometers away that were can the next next big club that was hanover 96 and they uh invited me for a for their club at the under 15 uh, uh, squad and then my parents uh decided with me okay let's go but just the school doesn't have to suffer so if the grades get lower, we have to stop it because it's a lot of uh, effort we put in there by our time to drive you every day to the train station. But everything works fine. I, I made my uh, my my college not college degree, but my in German after thirteen years of school we get this Abitur, and uh, yeah, I, I spent there five years in the youth academy and uh, finished um, by. Getting drafted to the professional team of Hannover 96 and um, there I played five years Bundesliga and then I changed to clubs for three years Freiburg and two years Frankfurt. So it was every club was first division, everything in between, but uh, descending, not going down in second league, but also not higher than like uh, the fifth place or European qualifies. Uh, Yeah, But in the end, I had two years of Darmstadt. We went down a second league and then I got tired of all the injuries and uh, my first child was born and then I decided to end my career at the age of 32. Yeah.
2: Thanks very much. I mean, it's a pretty tough career being a professional uh, footballer. And and as you've just described to us, you were really working very, very hard in in those number of of, uh, different clubs. Yeah. I've I've only been to one football match in Germany, and that was in Berlin, um, Berlin against Wolfsburg. I think that was some years ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's beside the point. So we're used to seeing professional athletes transition into coaching on retirement. We see that quite often, but the kind of coaching you're specialising in is less common. So what is system integra- integrative coaching? Is it Used widely in sport.
0: Uh, no, it's it's used uh, in uh, in all areas of the of the society. So it's it's used also. You can if you specialize. So the basic of this uh, training is uh, you can go in every direction. You can go in the business direction. You can go in the family or, or child support or or couples therapy direction. But uh, as my my career makes it uh, obvious i i thought about going to to help people in sport but i now have tendencies to not uh, go only in sports because i I can help a lot of people with them and and people in sports are not that open you can also help uh, couples or just in, in family therapy things and i think the word coaching is used in in the english words different than in the german words so in germany we have a a football coach is is a trainer the one who sit, stands aside and in, in England premier league you have managers that are uh, doing both like but in germany we have besides the trainer a second person and that is the manager who just do the office stuff and the, the inquiries of the new players and uh, in germany we use the word the word coach or life coach also as a consultant and um, Systemic means. Uh, I think you use the same word in your language. Do you? Yeah. yeah it's like you're not isolated. You're a part of, of relationships in a, in a system, and integrative means that your are, your are, your are, your tools are from all different areas of NLP, neuro linguistic programs yeah. from from uh, from rogers carl rogers of the uh, conversation therapy from from depth psychological therapies from behavioral science uh, psychologically so there are there are just uh, a broad overview of tools that are um, obviously um, working on clients and uh, but this coaching approach is like you get uh, in a in a like not the psy- the psychologist and the, and the patient, you get in a, in a uh, what, what is the word for um, in an okay. even, even level. You, you, you ask questions and you, uh, you use the, the self solution the client, every client has in themselves to, to find resources, to, to tell questions, to make them things uh, more, um, more obvious for, the, for him to see himself where he creates the problem. So and uh, I try to put this in advance for ongoing or future football players. Uh, this is part of my job, but I'm not fixed in this business. So And I have no agency or, or in tendencies to go back to the pitch to do a coaching, a young team or, or a toad club. So I'm not a trainer in this time, but I'm kind of consultant for the private person.
2: Thank you. Um- Just going back a bit, I think I think we're beginning to use coach in the way that you do in Germany. There aren't many managers now. Alex Ferguson may have been a manager, and Pep Guardiola, yeah, maybe, but um, mostly they're with less less with more limited power and authority. I think.
0: Yeah.
2: Anyway, that in itself is an interesting uh, story, isn't it? But um, anyway, look, it it sounds from what you're saying that this is a model which uses. Kind of a client-centered therapy, the the Carl Rogers uh, yeah. approach, with a sort of systemic approach. Have I have I got the hang of it? Is that about right?
0: Um, yeah, you're right. And what my personal ad maybe it is is it's more the physical part of of the feelings to put in there because I in my transition after my career, I I revealed or I. I saw that there's where are some feelings revealed that I put aside for 15 years in my muscles. Like by releasing this this tension I, I put in my body by starting my career and just functioning, by relieving this muscle tension, there came up a lot of feelings. And I didn't knew how to, I didn't know how to like put them in, in relation to the things that happened to me. I had some difficult emotional things going on during my career, but I didn't suffer them through, as I would tell. And after the career, after releasing the tension, getting out of the fight and flight mechanism, all these things came up and it really uh, put a, a weight on my life and I, I didn't know how to deal with it. So it, it came out on my children, it came out on my wife, and, and I didn't know how to handle it. So I, I tra- started to, to learn about the, what, what happens in the body by being traumatized. And I found out some um, physical, psychological therapist. There is a special education. And uh, it's a worldwide education, I think, where they've put the focus on the emotional muscles. And, and as I learned about that, totally everything makes sense what happened during my career. So, uh, and this is what I put into this um, education as a systemic integral coach that I, I make the players aware of how they are, would be affected in during and after the career. If, if they're not living the emotions, uh, I think the better word is feelings. If they don't live them through, even the bad ones during the career, because otherwise, if they just put them aside and store them somewhere in the body unconsciously, consciously, then they will suffer as a, by injuries, and, or if they don't suffer and they don't raise attention to a critical limit, they will live the, will have to live them through after the career, and they don't know what to do with it, and that's why there is a high amount of people after professional sports careers having depressions having alcoholism having divorces so because they don't know how to deal with them because they just put their body in being functioning and uh, being functioned and not being felt and this is uh what what every every book i read about like spiritualism about psychology is just uh confirming
1: you've rubbed so much there actually this is such a rich answer Jan so so much in in what you've had to say and I suppose I'm reminded of there's a real um trend or fashion at the moment for people to be much more interested in the relationship between the mind and the body and um the way you're talking about your practice sounds like you're drawing on um things like somatic experiencing or sensory motor psychotherapy where there's a an uh uh, a, a way to work with a client to start noticing what some of the patterns and tensions are that are stored within the body that need to be yeah. released and uh, but I was also interested in in you saying um recognizing that actually if athletes are pushing through to just you know to focus and pushing yeah. through that potentially they could end up with an injury as a consequence of ignoring their feelings so yeah. a bit of a vicious circle
0: yeah yeah uh, totally, and and I'm I'm totally aware of that. The professional sports are kind of inheritant of I don't know if that's a word, um, or inhibiting the the just functioning. There is no space for weakness. That's to- I'm totally aware of. Yeah, I I couldn't have been weak during my professional career, and that's not what I wanted at that time. But I I think there is an approach, and this is what I try to coach the players, the young players. If they are just be aware of dealing with feelings and being not putting them in judging and bad or, or good feelings and being uh, like the bad feelings that just should be shut off and held down and, and should be ignored by their mind. That's not a good way because they are just uh, will live out in, in a certain way, even in their muscle tension and in, the, in their injuries, if they just try to keep them out of their life. So if they approach more the, their career or their life with everything being included, there has nothing to to making them aware of there is something they are maybe emotionally suffering so and this is the way I try to to, um, to coach them yeah
1: And you said at the, at the start you said that um, that sport isn't that open you know when you, t- you spoke about who you were working with and yeah. you said sport isn't open which which i guess could be quite frustrating for you and i wondered is that because if athletes were to acknowledge their feelings it wouldn't be possible to do the job or is there a, do you think there's a cultural fear of talking about emotions in in football
0: i think it it's both it's maybe the young players if they started at a at a young age doing their totally identity fulfilling sport that could be also like a playing the, the violin or, or being a thea- theater player or having other specialists. So if you started at a young age, you never learned how to be not that football player or be not that uh, piano player. So they never had to experience this bad feelings of maybe losing this identity and, and how to deal with being weak uh, as, as a young player. I had so much energy I, I would have never been stopped and i would never have believed someone who told me well that's bad if you're just playing football i wouldn't have believed it so it was good everything was fine and at the age of like 25 i had also coachings and they tell told me well maybe you should be weak at one point so that's that's not that's irrational so um you not know what you not know somebody told me <laughs> so yes. um um, yeah, it starts changing at the point where you suffer. Like if you have a first time a bad injury and you're not able to play, or as in 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 life itself, all the time people start to change and overthink them. If they have a crisis, like divorce, a bad a bad uh, illness or something like this, then then it starts to to rethink. And I think it's both. The the players don't want to be weak. They just have so much focus by their, uh, by their mind because of their uh, their air guides, I don't know the word, because their effort to being successful, this is a strong strong resource for them
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: want, don't want to take them away from them. So that, that will lead them in a t- into a lot of suffering but also in a lot of reaching big goals. That's on the good, a really good thing on the other hand and and the other thing is yes i think the the culture of professional sports is not really aware of that it's also possible to have a big success with including all the feelings because um, i'll give you an example a really easy one if you have like a player who has an emotional suffering from uh, an ending of a relationship or a mom and a dad or having cancer and maybe dying or losing a child, if you're an older player. Um, if you if as a club, if you don't give them the time to process all the feelings through, maybe to give them three weeks off, and he will continue on playing in it, at a certain point, if you just stay strong and want to be there for everybody, it gets a limit where you will torn your muscle or torn your Achilles or, or just be so deeply depressed that you're not able to push your uh, your um your performance to a limit and and the club won't uh gain anything from it so so give them like two weeks off to really suffer or to process all the the grief and then he comes back stronger but in, if you just tell them and right after, "Ah, will you have? We need you. We have. You have to play," then three weeks later, he will torn a muscle and and will be out for six six weeks. So to put this in a weight, this is one to tell the managers and trainers to be aware of.
1: As you're talking, it, it, I suppose it, it reminds me a lot of kind of the macho culture that you find in prisons, um, and I think when you work for or in institutions that have been running for a very long time that becomes a way of doing things and it's kind of that is just accepted as that's what's normal and there is a fear of doing something differently so when i worked in a prison we tried we encouraged the prison officers to acknowledge when they felt frightened and there was a real anxiety about prison officers saying they were scared as if as if all of a sudden the prisoners would be in charge and, but in fact, when prison prison officers were encouraged to say they felt frightened, they still behaved the same way. But they would speak about their fear at work. It was they they began to realise there's a strength in doing that because actually, if you're acknowledging your weakness um you have if you if you don't acknowledge your weakness you're not brave are you if you're pretending everything's okay then there is no courage because because courage has to has to have you acknowledge that that weakness and so as you're talking i'm just thinking there's a lot of similarities in terms of these macho cultures that have been running for a very long time that it then becomes very hard to to change them because people are frightened of of what that might bring
0: totally that's that's exactly the point um it's uh that's the first thing i tell the players when i had held of a kind of like sport mental health um psych sport psychologist a master i did at some point and the, the main learning that i want them to take away was uh it's it's okay to be they to have this stress to have these problems with parents with relationship like if you just as you said Acknowledge that there is a problem and you can, you can continue and dealing with it in the same way, but it doesn't matter anymore. So, so hard. And a good friend of mine, also a coach told me for two years ago, and and this sentence is so present in everything I do and in every problem I face, he said, everything that uh, is allowed to be there can change. It's about acceptance, you know, and if you, if you accept the weakness, it don't bother you and you don't have to lose so much energy and to fight against it. Because when I look back at all my injuries, the, the most of the problem and the tension that couldn't relieve was was that I don't want to have it. I don't want to have the, the, the injury because it was bothering or uh, frightening. Uh, threat. It threatened my career, my identity of being a footballer because I at that point i didn't know but now i know that that at that point my footballer identity was so important for me that i did, couldn't accept it a break to have a break of it because i didn't know what to do so i ran five times a week to a ph- physiotherapy to put the injury away but that's not the way how to to deal with injuries
1: it sounds like, I mean, there's there are areas that we know are going to be stressful. So f- when you spoke about, for instance, having a, a relationship breakup or s- something wrong with your child or if you're injured or you're not selected, I guess, also must be emotionally very stressful. Yeah. And I suppose it sounds as if clubs don't do enough to support athletes, even at those very obvious times where you'd expect any any normal human being to have an emotional reaction. We're not talking about things that clubs wouldn't know about. We're talking about very obvious yeah. signs of, of things that you'd expect people to react to. Uh,
0: yeah, totally. That's the kind of sentence, as you mentioned, like uh, I want the, the people to re- recognize that like, professional sportsmen are very high level performancer, but they are not gladiators. So they, they are still human beings. And at some point, maybe after their career, they have to deal with all the things they, they went over. But, uh, we met at the conference from the player care. So our, there are team managers who, and, 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 uh, sport psychologists who are aware of these topics and to want to offer the players a more holistic human, uh, treatment so not to push everything through because they know that maybe a foreign player who's new in the country with a little baby at a young age and the family he doesn't know how to live a life so he needs a support he need not only like big financial support that's what he gets but he needs emotional support and being at uh, being maybe not uh, being integrated in the team or something that that will also lead to not performance so, so you're totally right that it's a, uh, and uh, in the question before you said something about the macho culture, uh, we, we may want to talk about, but this, this weaknesses that are not allowed to be there is a big part of, of the male professional football sports. So, uh, it's it's a bonus, and people admire players for that to being a strong man and who fights against all the odds and and being kicked down and stand up. That's like this Disney story, but but you don't see the camera rolling when they go home back uh, while they're uh, healing their wounds. So uh, that's that's a different time. Yeah,
1: David, I'm conscious I'm hugging all the questions. <laughs>
0: It's OK. Um, it's
2: terribly interesting what you're saying there, Jan, because it, it strikes me that you're doing a very complex task. But of course you are, because um, I was thinking that you're doing several things at once. So you're trying to. And we are talking a lot about um, sports people. And, and I know you don't just work with sports people. But footballers, I always think, are very quick thinkers um, because that's the whole business is. Knowing what's going on, preparing for it and being in the right place and doing the right thing takes enormous speed of thought. And again, I, I mean, I think the aim is right. I would link that up with a lot of the work we do in, in, uh, in prisons because people who are in prison often are very quick thinkers, um, but they don't do anything which is a bit more thoughtful um, if you know what I mean they don't do so much of the the slow thinking and, and and perhaps that's what you're training people to do is not just to identify their feelings but to develop this this different style of thinking about things do you think that's possible
0: uh, yeah you made up a, a good point I never thought about so so long but you're right. In this high-performance level, I think it's the same in the management. If you're like on a big company, and and you're a big uh, manager who has to decide, and they are only have contract for two or three years, and then you have to see the performance. It's it's the same in, in in also in professional football because you you just have to function, you have to work, you have to earn your money, and to be there at that moment, and you have to deal with all the surroundings and. You can't be in a state where you just process all your feelings through. But at this, at the point, maybe it's too late if you never learned it and you went to it with the age of thirteen. Uh, it's it's maybe too late. You have to learn it before you enter this high level standard. Um, yeah, I, I, I try to help them to to open up in the time when they are relaxing. They have to look at their feelings and have to look at well, which which topic is there maybe underneath to have a to have a link to their unconsciousness because if they don't have they don't feel they have no connection when something is going wrong and then they get injured but if if they have and and they can open up and and re feel everything and overthink everything they can tell maybe earlier the coach well maybe uh, there's something I need two days more off and then I start training at the end of the week or something yeah but but it's hard to to put in 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 reality that's I know yeah
2: mm. so thinking about you again um did you get much help in preparing for retirement did you always know you wanted to be a, a therapist of this this kind?
0: No no. I that's that's what why I Re- revealed not a revealed but i i talked a lot about my former manager and trainer my clubs like one was jörg schmatke from pfv and and the, the manager from from freiburg and i asked them like do you are you aware of what happens to players after their career because if you look at the the you know, the culture or the, the football business there are agents there's one party agents of the players uh, the player themselves and the clubs and maybe there's the the whole association the dfb the german football association but who have interested in what happens to the players after the career it should have been only the player but they are not aware of it and nobody tells them they enter this thing at the age of 18 or 17 and they quit at the age of maybe 35 or earlier and nobody prepares them for the change that is going to go uh, with their body like all the hormones, they are just in the fight and flight mechanism every day and they are linked to big success in the stadium by big adrenaline running to the fans and real pushing cortisol and stress and, and they are kind of drug addictive to these hormones. And then they quit and they staying at home, carrying a baby, moaning the grass, whatever they do, just sitting around. They are totally exhausted from the 15 years before so they don't have to they don't even want to run even an easy run for 30 minutes because they are totally their body is just uh, being being the the uh, the relaxing face over a long term from the 15 years before so nobody prepares you for this and this is just part of my work i started to make a more awareness to maybe it's not right now the point but um i think of giving like kind of workshop uh, retreat or weekend that is offered by the football association who players who like in their last year or even decided to end their career and after career to to attend this workshop where like 10 players at that year who who pay a certain amount for the weekend and they learn how to process this new part of their life that is going to start because it's very important. Um, I always tell the story that was a part of my life. When you come home and you are kind of depressed by not doing sports anymore and not being this identity you have been so long, uh, this is a tough time. But if you have a wife who is pregnant in this uh, birth preparation course with with these nurses and they tell you, well, Your wife is going to have different hormones right now. Just put them, uh, give them a tea and a massage and uh, don't take everything so serious what she's talking about at home. So men get prepared for this hormonal change that their wives or the mothers of the unborn babies will have go through to be more aware of what happened to your partner. But nobody explains the partner of a professional sportsman how to deal with him when he's going into the transition. So that he needs a new new purpose, he needs a new work. Knew, uh, this is all part of the uh, the science about uh, transition, uh, as I learned through. So, this is what I want to do: I put to um, tell the players and the clubs to be more aware of uh, what's what's happening next after their end their career.
1: Have you read um, and Trans- life is in the transitions by Bruce Bruce Feiler, F E I L E R. Because he he's his life work is about tra- managing transitions. Ah,
0: that's great. And right. uh, he, 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 yeah, I, I noticed. Yeah, I know. He, I don't have read it.
1: Yeah, I, I can send you a link afterwards. But he he writes really nicely. But he talks about the importance of transitions and how how people can get stuck in transition yeah. or how they can make a successful transition. And, and I suppose I heard as you were talking, it sounded like that transition into retirement was quite a, is quite a shock for many people in terms of what happens with your with your hormones at that point in in life
0: yeah yeah And, and to put the hook back to the first question a lot of players just squeeze out their first identity by being now a coach or going into this, uh, like if you are more intellectual and more ca- the captain style, you're going into management. But you're going to your own old club, maybe to have a trainee program and do some little business studies, and then you're uh, then the next uh, manager of the club, or you go and coaching and going starting off like coaching the youth in the former club, and you're just being the old identity of the football. And I, I don't. Blame that it's it's an easy way for them because a lot of them no, have no other identities. They had have, have done no studies. They hadn't even time for it. Maybe, um, yeah. And and they don't uh, reinvent themselves as a new person. But maybe it's it's the bad, better way to look. What are your any are you anything else than a football player? And you're young. You are often like 22, 23, and you can start something totally different.
2: Thank you. So we tend to think of being active and doing lots of movement as being a good thing, a good thing for health and emotional health. Um, but it sounds as if you think that can be carried a bit too far sometimes.
0: Yeah. Uh, as you, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine who works now for the Robert Enke Foundation. That was a former teammate, a German national keeper, uh, who who died by suicide in 2009 he was my direct teammate the day before i sat, sat in the car with him going back from training and he had he suffered under depressions and this friend of me who works now in this foundation who uh, deals with this topic tells me that people often forget that this was a it was a illness it was a genetic illness given by his dad and and the football gave robert a a resource he he came to the training every day because he enjoyed he enjoyed enjoyed it and and we don't know what happened if he didn't play football so uh, it could have been worse and he he could have been done it earlier but yes um, there are two different things sports in general is really good for health running training yoga everything we do but the most of the German sport psychologists and ps- sport psycho psych- psychiatrists,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know yeah, um, are are common that um, professional sports or performance sports is is not healthy uh, in in a long term uh, reflection. So, so um, yeah, this. Uh, should have been more aware by the by the sports I think sports doing person I think yeah
1: yeah and moving along a bit Jan we we see certainly in in Britain we see quite a lot about footballers getting into trouble off the pitch in the media well, yeah. it, I, I don't know if that's as common in in Germany or, or not but I, I wondered why if you had any thoughts on why it was so common
0: um yeah, I think, what, what I in my, during my career, I saw footballers getting professional Bundesliga players from all backgrounds. So if they are like from a very single parental hood where they suffered under financial pressure and and like all these uh, yeah, I don't know how to say the word from the ghettos like there is uh, the the only hope this family has is that this this 14 year old kid gets like professional football players to to get to money at some point but also there are some really elite suburban families uh, kids from doctors and teachers who mm-hmm. just enjoy playing football and they they reach out to the professional ground and and they they have totally more resources to to see a a different way and maybe intellectual education is is in this part of the society is more uh future uh positive i don't know yeah well you you just
1: you described your parents saying your schooling was important yeah and 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 giving you that sense of you you had to do well at school to stay in the football, but I guess if you come from a family where education hasn't given people a way out, yeah. maybe the football becomes the only, only chance of having some financially secure future for for the family.
0: Yeah, thank you for for making it clear. Yeah, um, so the the people where where they have other options being successful, there is not so much pressure, and if for the people who are, for them, is the only, only option to. And I think not. they are not very good socialized by just playing football because the coaches at my generation, when I was 15, 16, the coaches weren't that like uh, pedago- pedagogic, uh, mm-hmm. socializing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so really teaching people how to deal with life. They just being coaching and how to tell them to play football and they're building up big egos. So they think there are just undivided defeatable and and they can do whatever they want in life and and that's maybe part of it if they if it, this is if at if then then there is add some some really big pressure it it's a bit of a toxic mix yeah. so uh this is why maybe in in the u.s you see at professional nba or nfl players how they totally not can deal with their success and and just uh act out in in holistic uh, in domestic violence or in weapons or in in like party and drugs and uh, yeah so this is but i'm not sure if if there you are the specialist of how it is compared to other businesses or other other parts of the society if it's just in in professional sports
1: I think it, it it seems to stand out but that's I suppose one of the questions might be that the media are very interested in you know footballers are also a form of celebrity in yeah. some way and I know that football stories about um, antisocial behaviour get a lot of press attention where there is I know there are similar similar stories about cricketers and rugby players but I I don't think they get as much Uh, media coverage as they do with football because football is the sport that people are most interested in yeah
0: As, as you said it I'm just thinking about it totally makes sense because we we missed out right now the the body part and the emotions as I said before but now if we put it together it's totally clear that that this little soul this human soul inside the the professional sportsman is is not seen enough from this person so it comes out by this pressure and and all this emotion and and needs this person has or had as a youth or as a child are not giving too much attention. And so he, he he lives out this maybe not healthy identity by being so much celebrity and being uh, heroes. And uh, yeah, as you said in some question, they uh, what is, what is the word for? uh I, I don't find it right now, but yeah, as you said, this this big celebrity status gives them too much ego, and they think they can do like whatever they want. But their inner soul is not really uh, putting attention on.
1: It's a really nice way of putting
2: it. Yeah. So I mean, while you're talking, uh, there's a there's a rather tragic, I think, tragic case in the, the UK of uh, a young footballer called Mason Greenwood. Who uh, uh, was accused uh, of uh, sexual uh, assault, really, on his girlfriend? Um, and it's just over a year ago, and, and the charges have been dropped. But there's no doubt that he was highly inconsiderate and unpleasant in, in what he did. But this is a young man. He's now, I think, 21, who'd been been with. Manchester United since he was eight years old. Yeah. You can't, can't help thinking somebody should be taking responsibility you know, there for educating somebody like that in, in, in a more social direction. Do, do you think the industry contributes to bad behavior sometimes? Um,
0: yeah, I, I think so. Because sometimes we have the wrong idols to to live after because you, you you see as a young footballer in the in the academy of some big club you see what the big uh professional stars are doing at the top of manchester united at some point they're having big cars they're going into the clubs they having commercials they're having beautiful women and they can do whatever they want and they they're going through the streets maybe with with women who are looking very beautiful and and if you have these in my opinion not really deep and uh, modern role models and what you can do as a man or how you do a relationship um it's it's what they want at that point the young kids and how, how they follow it and uh maybe it's not healthy to to let leave out all the emotions who have done this so uh, i i in my personal point i i also thought at the age of 25 well, this is how life is going through because i had no other role models but now after my career i have totally different relationships i i'm uh i'm looking to i'm not i'm looking through i uh it's kind of magnetism if i if i allow myself to be weak i i draw strong women in my life and and i do really more healthy relationships because i can be i don't have to be the strong man with no failure and the big income and something like this now i'm i'm a i'm a really weak male who has i tell them the kids to the person who are allow themselves to be weak are the strong ones because they're very brave and very very good in acceptance because life is about good and bad about strong and weak and uh, then you can you can have somebody who, who you can put uh, put your head on the shoulder and uh, who relies on you if you have a crisis and uh, you don't have to be always the person who who being to be strong and this is the maybe the role model that have also young footballers has to be given I
1: think that's so so important that idea of role models and so and, and... A player from another Manchester, from Manchester City, Benjamin Mendy, uh, faced trial for a number of rape allegations. Yeah, Still, uh, yeah. some some outstanding, and uh, so his the manager went to give tes- testimony um, at court and. Um, which I thought was good that he was speaking up for the, for the play's good characteristics. And he said um, he, he's, a, he's a really good boy. Well, this is a man who's 29. Um, so there's an infantilising of the player. Yeah. And then he said, but I'm not his father. And I thought that that sentence just sums up an awful lot, lot of what some of the problems might be. They're treated like children
0: yeah.
1: and not expected to mature, but they don't actually have father figures Taking that role, taking them under their wing, and providing them with a strong male role model that's encouraging them to make that transition into into adulthood. Sometimes it seems.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think just I just thought of that's still not not an excuse. So it's it's the it's the role of the club, and even to to like to look after their players. What are their moral things like? A club, my my club in Freiburg just hired players who fit fits in the culture who can work them where they see the players as a human uh, the coach Christian Streich had a podcast interview with Tony Kroos this German national player and player for Real Madrid and mm-hmm. they talked about how they choose how how they make acquis, uh, acquisitions in player acquisitions in in Freiburg and they just have a conversation with the player and if they have another player who maybe scored more goals and it was faster and but like a a questionable moral uh thing in their private life they decide always for the for the other person to have not uh troubles in in their team culture and and they just look after players who who are willing to learn something from what they're doing in, in freiburg but coming back to this mandy thing yeah I think there have to be more uh, what is the word Uh, I'm sorry
1: no it's fine
0: Verantwortung it's a it's I think it's an important word responsibility sorry yeah
1: yeah, well, I've, I think you know, even though Mandy was acquitted um, earlier this year, he did admit to having all these sex parties where partners were swapped. And you think, well, surely the club might think that he's he's potentially putting himself in a vulnerable position where he's <laughs> open to allegations, even if even if he's not not guilty. And yeah. it's, it, there's something about having in making decisions around integrity, isn't there? And and looking after the well-being of the players that are. Yeah, but I mean, in the club.
0: It's something I found out after career now with my actual girlfriend that we live in a totally bubble concerning topics like patriarchy, feminism, role models, where just footballs think they are the, what is the word, the the hole in the butt. When Germany, we say that's the, uh, the navel of the world. I don't know the... <laughs> what is it the belly button of the world you know they just don't think about like this whole attitude giving sex parties. like what kind of partner is is uh interested in in this kind of guy you know they're yeah. just uh i don't know and kanye west said it's kind of gold digger well yes. it's easy for them but it's it's very narcissistic and egocentric uh world approach yeah
1: Yes, and you're going to meet a certain kind of person, aren't you? But are we, are we letting children down by encouraging them into the industry at too young an age, especially when it involves having to leave home and live with a host family?
0: Um, I think there should be more responsibility, especially in the youth level. If they're, like, fighting through youth level, there's just 1% uh, reaching the top where they get into the professional area um, there it's fair enough to, to be at that point, but the 99% who were, who had the dreams and were leaving shortly before, or even at the age of 15, 14 there is a lot of responsibility to not uh, leaving them down and telling them, well, that's not about that. I think, yeah, because yeah they have to be educated and the parents have to be educated in what happens to this this child uh, and how is is the the effort or i I was looking for the word that is very important Um, i think uh, the ambition like this ambitious uh, mindset is cutting out all the the feeling side and and because you are led by your mind by your head and and Everything you're suffering is just putting aside by your head. Yeah, well, I have to go over it because I want to be a professional footballer. So, And this is not a healthy thing. And and parents should be warned that they don't want to be an, an unhappy child at some point or a, a, a kid who, who suffers from depression at the age of 25 because they are so ambitious. Because to tell them, well, in my opinion, it's, it's not about being successful in the world. <laughs> but... Yeah. A lot of people just learn that at the age of 60 or 70 when they're going into transition, but uh, they, oh, maybe this life wasn't about having a car, or a house and the money and everything wasn't worth it. But why don't we tell the kids to in advance to, well, that is not a way to to make you feel happy. So, But at some point, maybe they have to go through it and we don't have to have the right to uh, to tell them in advance. I'm not sure but i think i should be because yeah
2: well perhaps we should give them the opportunity to hear it although yeah, yeah. i know i know from my own experience that sometimes young people aren't very good at listening yeah um, and even less good at taking any notice.
0: yeah <laughs> so. totally yeah that's the point uh, if they have to be in there has to be an option or or, or to an alternative way yeah but if they just choose instead of all the better knowing the other way, well, that's that's their way. I have two kids and, and I also think I don't have to, uh, this curling uh, parents, I don't have to, I'm not allowed to put all the barriers out of the way because they have to learn to deal with them. So it's sometimes it's hard as a parent to see them make the same mistakes, but yeah. And they are not even very old, so I, I don't want to know what what will will happen there at the age of fourteen or seventeen or something. Yeah, right.
2: But but thinking of these very wealthy young footballers, I suppose if they continue to behave badly, then it should be possible to stop giving them fifty thousand euros each week.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I, I I'm 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 totally confused if some just also other celebrities they come they get away with everything they do just because they're a part of uh, like the open like yeah the society of i don't know yeah but they should be more find find is the word i think
2: yeah held yeah. to account held to account
0: uh, held, held to account <laughs> yes yeah. In a social way more like, like they have to do other job to put them more in, in, in relationship to all the rest of the society. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you've mentioned um, agents already, but do you think they should be taking more responsibility for the, the welfare of the people they're making a lot of money from?
0: Yeah, that's also is interesting part because I after my career I, I spoke to coaches, to managers, to co, to psychologists, and to agents, and everybody said, well, it's not, uh, it's not the, the clubs who have to be there for the players, but the agents should be. But the most agents I met, there are some some different ones who who think like similar minded, but the most of the agents are do they they try to uh to secure the financial and the contract part of the player so they are very like what it's not completely the right word but uh like in the super superficial area they are uh this part of the person or this part of the business who is not very uh, looking right after the player and a lot of player agent relationships ending are ending after the career because the agents are not anymore uh gaining any um any yeah any gain from from the player so uh they should be more interested in this uh, development of the player but uh, you can tell them how they do the job because they this these are persons who are really good connected and linked into this business and trainer stuff and they have to be more yeah this is more a superficial thing you know they are talking about money about uh, yes I, I tell my player that this is the best option but they don't look very deep mm-hmm. if, is it really the big good option to, for the player but I'm talking to some really intelligent agents who are aware of the problem and maybe would change their decision of which club to go if it fits better the person and the human or it is any other club there is more money in a in a shorter uh, contract or a longer contract uh, offered but it doesn't matches the the culture of the club or the manager or the trainer yeah that's what they have to decide yeah.
2: I suppose it's a very competitive business, and they have no requirement to act differently. Yeah. So, moving on a bit, um, tell us a, a bit about what you're going to do with your qualification going forwards. How are you going to use your coaching and training qualification?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, at one point, there uh, there are some some roads taken already. There is a company i met this is called go kicks this is a digital platform like an app on a mobile phone because it's it's surely that the youth level players are now more on on the phone than in a in a meeting room and uh, they giving this is a kind of uh they're giving advices for uh, nutrition for for tactics there are interviews from uh from other young players but also from from famous players and it's kind of community thing and and maybe half of the players from all 36 professional clubs are locked in to this uh, digital platform go kicks where they uh, support the the professionals from tomorrow as they say and but this is a very healthy uh approach i think because they give them all the Things they have to know like they are hiring coaches like me or giving having a like a, a letter of interest and i'm have I have a mentoring uh, part of it like um, by players who here in northern germany there are some four or five mentors former professional football players who who are leading and giving advice and and going again back this way from a younger player to maybe a professional player and I have a coaching role and I'm also invested in this company, but there are some really good, also Matthias Sommer, he was head of Bayern Munich and uh, former player at Dortmund and, and uh, German Football Association, who is was also a big um, head of sports, as they say. And uh, this is a very... Um, holistic view on the on the player and also sustainable play uh, view of of the player to being healthy and a lot of parents contact this platform go kicks if they are yes my here is my son he's 15 years old and he maybe there's an agent coming and and they are uh, um uh consult the parents where maybe is a good agency and uh, yeah, at, at some point, they also uh, gain their money by being part of the deals that are made in the professional level. Uh, this is how this business works. But this is a, a way I get my clients from, from youth player level, but also till the beginning of the 20-year-old players. And But I'm not sure if I only stay in the sports business. I also have some, some other ways to go. Uh, I would take every person as a client. I have uh, some uh, faraway friends from, from my, my hometown here that started to, to having a coaching client relationship and they are really, uh, really happy with it and, and their development. So they stay and they recommend me further. And yeah, so I, I'm here in my city. I'm, I'm working with all these uh, gender stuff. Uh, gender roles because there are not very male roles in in society at, at my, the town the community I don't...
2: never mind community, yeah, they, the community
0: administration giving jobs for for <laughs> gender development and and roles and maybe i'm i'm also uh, yeah looking into this direction by families and because i suffered really by certain role models that my ex-wife and and me we had by this idea of doing a family and and this is a work i want also want to do thank you so Sorry, i was i was getting out of words at some point <laughs> i was looking for for the english words yeah.
2: don't worry you do brilliantly um how do you look after your own emotional well-being you've given us a sort of hint uh, of how you made went on a journey of self discovery Really, but uh, how do you look after yourself now?
0: Um, have a very very healthy relationship. I I learned that is crying is healthy. Uh, if you're suffering, if if you're stressed, if you're uh, if you had too much stress, if you had too much performance with your kids, uh, I do yoga at some point. I do running, just crazy. Th- 40 minutes away I, I do volleyball once a week with a mixed team from between 30 and 60 year old it's it's fun and it's not too uh, ambitious <laughs> and uh, i spend time with my kids I, I learned a lot the last four years from my kids um and every two months i do a weekend where i uh, put my education and coaching education and do some seminars where i learn more i did uh, last week i did some very interesting thing about uh, um, uh, schema schema therapy schema therapy
1: yeah. schema yeah.
0: therapy from young yeah. uh,
1: yes. yes yes
0: that's a great thing to to have a map of all these things from actual problems with patterns, led, with schemes led to this and to look at the, the older childhood uh, by being um, tra- a trans uh, skills. And that's a great thing to understand yourself more, to understand the clients more. Uh, that was a great thing, yeah, to see mm. what, what needs have kids and if they are not get the needs, what uh, compensation do they have in, the, in their behavior. And yeah, uh,
1: yeah. It's a nice model
0: that's a it's a really nice modeling. otherwise I just uh yeah I, I I grow I I step by step I grow up my my uh my my work because I have uh, a lot of focus of my time is going to be a parent as a, as a dad because they are not so long that little they're going to school next year the first one and uh uh, the priority is to have a good relationship with my kids and to give give good things further to my kids to have a happy life. And uh, I, I look after myself to have a happy life. I, I try to uh, give all the learnings that I've made uh, from my my way back to to the society, especially to youth. And if they are open and realizing their problems, I, I also like to give them who from to to actual or players in their last years to, to help them do their transition. Uh, Yeah. And I think that's, that's the way uh, my life will, will go on. Yeah.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Sounds like a very creative life. Yeah. And thanks very much
0: indeed. Thanks for the invitation and the possibility to speak here. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job at your podcast and all this locked in uh, topic. Uh, It's very, uh, special yeah and and the really good work if i if i now see you're working both in the prisoners uh, a person in prison businesses uh yeah um i think it's a, a really good impact and uh to see the persons as as traumatized person and um one sentence to to young i learned also that not everything that is wrong with me right now is from my childhood or my parents because uh, my football career or the trainer from the age of 13 to 30, or my relationship to my wife to, from 25 to 32 had more impact in my in building not healthy <laughs> schemes that are problems right now. So that was a fun thing to see that, well,, um, Compared to other families, I had a really nice family and a childhood and not everything that have problems today are linked into my my inner child. So, yeah, but that was uh, good to see. Yeah,
1: Really hear your enjoyment of learning and growing as, as part of what, what nourishes you, Jan. But really terrific conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really enjoyed getting the chance to speak with you again. Thank you.
0: Thank you.